0: It's important to have standards in your dating life, right? We've all heard this advice. You shouldn't just invite anyone into your life. You need to have real, bona fide standards. But what does that actually mean? And why is it so important, particularly for anyone struggling with retroactive jealousy? In this video, I want to answer those questions. My name is Zachary Stockhill. And since 2013, I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and enjoy happier, more peaceful lives and relationships. If you'd like information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. And if you get anything out of this video today, please take a moment to let me know by clicking the like button below, making sure you leave a comment beneath this video, letting me know what you think, and being sure you are subscribed to my channel. So what are standards in dating in relationships? Standards are basically your criteria for anyone you invite into your life. And there's different kinds of standards that most people have depending on the different relationships they have with those people. For example, for friendships, even if you don't even realize it, you probably have certain standards. Maybe they're things like, I want my friend to have a sense of humor. I want them to get along with my other friends, perhaps. I want them to be just a genuinely a good person. I want to be able to confide in them and feel like they're not going to blab it to everyone and their mother that kind of thing because we all got standards even for friendships not just our relationships in our dating life we also might have standards for who we might be seeing on a more casual basis for many guys the standard is she's hot (laughs) that's their one and only standard which can lead to some real problems but we'll get into that later and hopefully for relationships and certainly marriage or at least i hope for the overwhelming majority of the people watching this video we've all got standards relating to these relationships So if you look up or if you Google the Harvard Happiness Study, it's one of the most interesting studies ever conducted on human beings. Basically what they did is they interviewed a series of Harvard's graduating class. I think it was back in the 30s. They started interviewing a select group of men in this study every single year. And some of these men are still alive. They're still interviewing them today. And the main conclusion from this groundbreaking study on what makes a good life, what makes people happy, the central conclusion is that The person you marry, or the person you spend the majority of your life with, even if it's a girlfriend or boyfriend who you spend decades with, that person, the person you choose to share your life with, deciding who that person is, is the most consequential decision that you will ever make. Nothing comes close, not your income, not where you choose to live, not your friend group, not your family, not your job, none of these other decisions or factors involved in life come close. The most important decision you'll ever make is who you invite into your life on a long-term basis. So needless to say, the main conclusion that I get out from reading the conclusions of the study is be picky. Be extremely choosy when it comes to who you invite into your life. It baffles my mind how few people take this decision seriously, how few people really give this decision the necessary thought the necessary time the necessary attention the necessary energy to figuring this out if you invest in a call with a therapist or a coach or whatever a psychologist whatever you know digging this apart a little bit trying to suss out their values trying to think about your long-term stability you know it'll be a few hundred dollars maybe and that could save you a lifetime (laughs) of misery and chaos and dysfunction and red flags and cheating and bipolar disorder and all these horrible things that you don't want to invite into your life on a long-term basis. So having standards is really important, extremely important for any relationship in your life. But why are they particularly important for retroactive jealousy sufferers? This is my theory. I haven't heard anyone else talk about this, but it stands to reason both in my own personal experience as well as in the experience of literally hundreds of one-on-one coaching clients who I've had the pleasure of working with over the years. Getting very, very clear about your own personal values and your standards for dating, for relationships, for all of these things. Getting very, very clear about this stuff helps to eliminate so much of the nonsense in your head if you're struggling with retroactive jealousy. In other words, you could be having an irrational thought or an intrusive thought about your partner's past and the caveman in your head, as I like to call him, the retroactive jealousy caveman, could be presenting arguments, "Oh, this person might not be trustworthy or this is a red flag and all the rest. And if you have clarity about what constitutes for you, not me, but what constitutes for you, a red flag, a deal breaker, anything like that, if you're really clear about these things, then you can immediately silence that voice in your head or at least start to silence that voice in your head by saying, this is irrational, this is ridiculous. I know what is a genuine deal breaker, what is a genuine red flag and what is not. And if you are clear that the irrational thought is related to something that is not a deal breaker, is not a red flag, it becomes easier over time to silence that nasty voice in your head. So for anyone watching this who is struggling with retroactive jealousy, irrational jealousy, anything like that, obsessive jealousy, I would encourage you to devote some real time, some energy, some attention to getting real clarity about your standards, your deal breakers, your red flags, what constitutes a real breach in trust, what constitutes something that you should be paying attention to In someone's past if you want to potentially build life with them really get clear about this stuff and obviously in some senses you can think a little more clearly about this stuff when you're single but even if you're in a relationship even if you're married try to get real clarity about this stuff for you and for your recovery from retroactive jealousy a great place to start I think one of the best places to start if not the best place to start if you're looking for you know what are standards what should I be looking for in a long-term partner dr sean t smith who's been a guest multiple times on my podcast humans in love wrote a couple of really great books on the vetting process basically what men should be looking for in women who are considering marriage and what women should be looking for from men who are they're considering marriage with so if you go on amazon or google sean t smith you'll find links to his stuff highly recommend his work Another thing I'll say about standards before I let you go is once you come up with standards, once you come up with deal breakers, once you come up with personal values, etc., remember that the world, your partner, and ourselves, we're not always gonna live up to our own values. Remember the 10% rule, as my friend Caleb Jones calls it, the 10% rule that says there's gonna be 10% of someone's habits, personality, maybe their past, that you're not gonna love. It's, It's not gonna be your favorite thing in the world. But if it gets to be more than 10%, it's kind of a problem. But keep in mind that no matter who you date, there's gonna be some issue. There's gonna be some episode likely from their past that isn't your favorite thing to think about. I'm not saying look for perfection. I'm saying look for patterns in someone's past when you're trying to assess who they really are. Because as I often tell coaching clients, you know, an event can be an exception, but a person is a pattern. There's a line by, I think it's Aristotle, We are what we repeatedly do. There's a great deal of truth to that. So this is a big topic. I'll do more videos about this moving forward, certainly. But if you're looking for advice on vetting and assessing someone's character, assessing their values and all the rest, look for patterns, look for breaks in patterns and don't necessarily judge them based on one shameful event from their past. But if they've made 400 shameful events over a 10 year period or something like that, this is obviously a bigger cause for concern. I don't have time to get into that right now, but my basic intention with this video is to encourage you to just start thinking about this, whether you're single or in a relationship. Have your own standards, come up with your own code, your own deal breakers, your own red flags that you feel like you should look for in a person or a partner, and also have the courage to live true to them. You see a lot of people on the internet complaining how the world doesn't live up to their values, and I'm not suggesting do that at all. What I'm suggesting is simply to have values and have the courage to live true to them.